hit a right or right. Good morning, everybody. A lot of good things happening here at Calvary. We're launching a brand new series next week. You can't afford to miss it. We're going to be in a summer-long series called Discovering Christ. I just want to give it up for our production team, our creative team, for putting that together. That's our own people right there. Can we give it up for them? We have an amazing team, an amazing team. And I just want to say this. Can you feel God in the room right now? Can you feel God where you're watching from right now? Whether you're watching online or you're driving somewhere, maybe you're driving to the beach, I just don't know. But we're so glad you tuned in. We ask you to chat and just let us know that you're watching. Tell us where you're watching from. Tell us what city you're from and where you are. But if everybody that's in the room can just wave and just give a hand clap for everybody that's watching online. Come on, everybody. We're so glad that you could be with us today. My name is Pastor Manny. I'm one of the pastors here at the church. And I get the privilege to speak uh, today on this Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I can't go forward without saying that we've had an amazing journey in the last uh, nine to ten months uh, with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Maria. The church is launching into a whole new season, and they've taken this weekend to go out on vacation, and they trusted me with the platform. Can we give it up for our pastors today? Come on. We can do better than that today. We thank God for them. Thank God for God, what God is doing through them, and we thank God for this amazing church and where God has taken it. Amen? All right. We've been in a series called uh, The Anatomy of Faith, and I had the honor to be able to close this out in this series, and I believe God's given me a word for today. And I'd like for all of us to join together. If you can stand with me for the reading of God's word, it's my custom to do so. Whether you brought a Bible or not, we want to let you know we have Bibles uh, in different areas of the room. We have Bibles on this side. We have notebooks right behind our cameras right here. And uh, we'd love to just gift you a Bible. We're a Bible-believing church. We're a faith-filled church, and we love for our visitors and our members to be engaged in the Word of God. Uh, but even if you don't have one, you can get close to someone that has one, or you can just watch on the screens. But I'd like to share the Word of God with you today out of the book of Mark. The book of Mark, chapter 10 verse 46 through 52. How many have been blessed by the series, the discussion of talks we've had the last four weeks on the anatomy of faith? It's been good, right? It's been real good. And uh, today I get a chance to speak on the topic, faith sees. Faith sees. How God wants to give us vision in our heart, even when we can't see things in the natural. And I believe that this is a message for everyone to be able to take in and digest and let God speak into Mark chapter 10, verse 46 through 52. If you have it, you can say, I got it. All right. We have a participating crowd today. By the way, if you never heard me speak before, I am a uh, crowd participation preacher, which means that the more you say amen and the more you shout me down, the better I preach. So, um, and I just want to let you know I am a preacher. I, I, I'm a holler back preacher, uh, born and raised Pentecostal. So you, you may see some you may see some things, some Pentecostal come out of me, but we are a Pentecostal church. All right, all right, all right. Let's go into the Word. Mark chapter 10, verse 46 through 52. The Bible reads, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and everybody says, Amen. Then he reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, somebody say Bartimaeus. He was the son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. 
And when Bartimaeus heard, somebody say heard, that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. All of a sudden, out of the crowd, you heard, be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. And when Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. And Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, said Jesus. And Bart said, notice I said Bart. That's his nickname for today. He said, Rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go forth, for your faith has healed you. And instantly the man could see and follow Jesus down the road. Woo! I'm excited about today. Because we're going to speak about how God wants to give us a faith that sees. Can you pray with me? Father, we bless you. We thank you for this opportunity that you give us to be congregated today, whether we're in the room or watching online. God, this is your moment. We've worshiped you, and that's been our expression towards you. But now, Lord, we sit so that we can hear from you and receive from you. So, Lord, as the exchange changes from us giving to you to now you giving to us through the Word of God, I ask you to use me as your instrument, use me as your vessel, that what you've poured into me, I may pour to your people, and that today may not just be another Memorial Day weekend, but that today may be the day of life transformation, salvation, restoration in people's lives, and we pray this in the name of Jesus, and everybody that loves Him says, come on, give them a shout of praise in this place if you love Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. All right. You may be seated. If you stand up, that's on you the next time. But sit and enjoy what God has to say to you today. You know, faith is one of those things that God has pre-wired inside of us. Whether we are believers or we are not believers, there is still the instinct of faith within us. You see, God pre-wired us to believe in Him. And even when we don't believe in Him, we believe in things. We believe in, in, in different philosophies. We believe in the things of this world. And God wants us to redirect our thoughts and redirect our hearts to believe and know that He's given us the ability to believe in Him. And if we believe in Him and we know who He is for us, then our lives will be transformed forevermore. When we were young, we grew up learning about the, what we knew as the five senses. Who remembers the five senses? It was one of the things that Aristotle was able to discover and begin to just teach on. And, and we learned real quick that, that faith, or, or better yet, the senses are things like sight, right? That we get light and colors, and, and through the detection of ourselves, we can see things. But it's not just sight. We also have the ability to hear, and that's, that's the sense of sound, that God has put these little hairs inside of our ears that are, are sensible to the, to the waves that come in and out. Now, some of us have shorter hairs than others, and some of us have longer hairs than others in our ears, but we all have the same ability with what is inside of us. 
Not only do we have the ability to hear, but we have the ability to taste. That's one of my favorite senses, by the way. Because God has given us taste buds to be able to know what it is that we're devouring or savoring or tasting. And we know the difference between something sweet and something sour. We also have the ability to smell. And this is, these are special cells in our nose that detect the different chemicals all over our atmosphere. And we also have the ability to touch. We can touch things and know if it's hot, we can touch things and know if it's cold. We can sense things by the touch in our body. It's how God made us. It's the anatomy of our bodies. But it's not just that. There's other senses, something called vestibular senses, where you can know where exactly you are, whether you have your eyes open or not, whether you can smell it or not, whether you can, you can hear it or not. God has given us an ability to recognize the environment that we are in. And I want to tell you that God wants to open up your sense of faith today. That if you can believe with all your heart for the things that God has promised you, if you can believe with all your heart that God has prepared a place for you, if you can believe with all your heart that there are greater things yet ahead for you, that you're going to be able to stand on a better platform with confidence in the God that loves you and in the God that wants to do great things for you because he called you for such a time as this. You see, the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, what does Hebrews chapter 11 tell us? That now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. There's another version that says that it's the guarantee of what we do not see. And I don't know about you, but I've never seen a guarantee. Now, every time I've bought an appliance, every time I've bought something expensive, right after I'm ready, right before I'm ready to slide my car, they say, would you like to buy an extra warranty? And I'm like, but doesn't it already have a two-year warranty? Yes, but this is extra warranty. I'm like, but I can't see that warranty. Like, what's the difference between the warranty I can't see and the one that you're trying to make me see? We can't see warranties, but we know that the warranties protect what we purchase. You see, we can't see our faith. We can't see what God has promised us, but we have the guarantee by his word that what he said he was going to do, he is going to do because he is a God that cannot lie and a man that cannot repent. And he will do what he said he will do. You believe that today? Now, I, I want to give a disclaimer today. Because I recognize that today's message, it's more than a sermon, it's a message. I believe that today's message is for anyone. For anyone that's here, for anyone that's watching, for anyone that's going to one day watch this in our video library, library on the app. But it's not just a message for anyone. I believe this is a message for people that have been blindsided by life. I believe this is a message for people that have let too many things pass them by. I believe that this is a message for people that have lived a long life seeing everyone else prosper and they are still waiting for their moment. I believe that this is a message not for anyone, but a message 
for specific people that know that God has put dreams inside of you, that God has put big, big things inside of you, that God has put a calling on your life, that God has chosen you and ordained you to be a good mom, a good dad, a good adult, a good person for your community. This is a message specific for people that are called to do something greater. And I believe that God wants to speak to us through every single one of those things. Blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus was the son of Timaeus. Now that's important that we recognize that as you take your notes because not every time somebody was named, there was moments in the Bible where people were never named. We don't know the name of the Samaritan woman. We just know that she was the Samaritan woman. We don't know the name of the woman with the issue of blood. We just know that she had an issue of blood. But the fact that Mark wants us to know that this blind man is the son of Timaeus lets us know that it's possible that Timaeus was somebody well-known in the community. You see, in those days, if, if somebody knew you by name, in that culture, somebody knew you by, na by name, it's because you were a prominent person. But is it possible that Timaeus' son, because of his condition, had lost his position? Have you realized that in your own life, that you've identified yourself by your condition and you've forgotten about your position? Mark is letting us know that he's the son of Timaeus. We would say Timaeus today, Timothy. He's the son of Timothy, not the Timothy that wrote, uh, that, that it was the pastor of the church of Ephesus in which Paul writes about. It's not that one. T Timothy was just a known name. He was the son of of Timaeus. And, and is it possible that he had taken the identity of a beggar because of his blindness and he had forgotten about his position because of his condition? I'll ask you the question, have you ever been there where you've allowed what you're going through to define who you are? It's going to get a little deep. Have, have you allowed the situation that you're in to define who you are. Because if you have, you've been blindsided. You, you have a blind spot. And, and I recognize that you may say, but Pastor Manny, I got 20-20 vision. I got checked two weeks ago and I have 20-20 vision. I don't need a pair of glasses. You may say, I got my contacts on. I, I can see just fine. I got laser surgery. I can see just fine. I'm not talking about physical eyesight. I'm talking about can you see what God has put in front of you. Can, can, do you have the ability to sense what God has given you? But I need to tell you this, we all have blind spots. Have you ever been driving and you're ready to change lanes and you just did not see that car coming? Blind spots. It's those things that just catch you by surprise because you didn't see it coming. I, I want to say that because you didn't see it coming, but it caught you by surprise. And since it caught you by surprise, you are now living out the repercussions of what happened. But I want to speak to some people today that will not live according to their condition, but they're going to raise above to what God has called them to be. That's what we're talking about today. Isn't it something how, how, how have you ever felt as if everyone in your life is passing you by? The Bible says that he was in the city of Jericho. 
If we would have gone 100 to 200 to 300 years before, there was a great victory at Jericho. That's where the great walls came down. But now at this same city is where Bartimaeus is sitting down in defeat in the city of great victory. Have you ever been in a city that has been known as a place of great victory, but you're living in great defeat? Everyone else is prospering except you. Everyone else is moving forward except you. you he, Bartimaeus was sitting on the side of the road, which means that he heard things all the time. He heard conversations all the time. He heard of the, of the guy he grew up with prospering and moving forward. He, he heard all these things just passing him by. Let me tell you something, Bartimaeus is not alone in that because how many of us have seen things pass us by? We've seen situations just pass us by. And God is here to remind you that he doesn't want you to miss out on the moment that he set for you. Jesus is coming through the city and you cannot afford to miss this moment. That's why God brought you here today. That's why God has brought you to Tune in today because Jesus is about to walk right by you and you can't afford to miss this moment. He's about to do something great in your life. Somebody say amen in this place. But you may say, well, Sally got married and I'm still single. You may say, well, John and Jane bought a house and I'm still renting. And you may say, well, look at this ministry, it's prospering and how about us? You're seeing things pass you by. You're seeing situations pass you by. But can I tell you this, that if you focus on the people, you will miss out on the healer. If you focus on the people, you will miss out on the healer that's about to walk into this room. He doesn't want you to miss out on him. He doesn't want you to miss out on your praise. He doesn't want you to miss out on the ability to see something greater happen in your life. Don't miss it. Don't miss it because if you miss it, you may just miss it for the rest of your life. God is about to do something new. He's about to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or think. But it's all in the window. Jesus is passing by. You can't afford to miss it. See, Bartimaeus calls my attention because let me tell you something. I don't know. I can't tell you how many times I've missed moments. I can't tell you how many times... I missed moments in life where God was trying to do something, and because I was too comfortable, I let it pass me by. You see, the Bible says that Bartimaeus had a coat on, which lets us know that the coat identified him as a beggar. It identified him as somebody that has a de had a deficiency, that had something that would limit him. But if you're not careful, you will allow many coats to give you comfort when God has not called you to be comfortable. God has called you to walk into the purpose he's given you. And if you're not careful, you will allow the coat of comfort to hold you back from your purpose. Well, I just can't do it. I can't see. Well, I just can't do it. I can't speak. Well, I just can't do it. I don't have the education. Well, I just can't do it. I don't have the credit. I, well, I just can't do it. I don't have the mindset to have a business. Well, I just can't do it. Who said you can't do it? You see, the reality is this. Whether you say that you can or you say that you can't, you are right. 
Because if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done for you, and you can walk in the confidence that he's given you, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. It's just who he is. So I want to give you my first point. And this is one that I want you really to take in because I believe that faith doesn't deny your situation. It defies your situation. Now, you'll hear people say, I feel like I'm getting a cold, but I'm not going to declare that. No, no, no. You're coughing nonstop. And and, and you have a runny nose, and 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 you have a fever. You are sick. It's not that you're not sick. You don't deny the fact that it's a reality. But faith says, I defy it because I know who my healer is. I need that to really digest because we've gotten into this name it and claim it reality or this name it and claim it vocabulary when the faith is not that. Faith speaks into existence things that there are not. So it's, we're going to, okay, yes, it is real. It is a real situation, but my faith defies the situation. See, blind Bartimaeus was not denying that he was blind. He just knew that although I am blind, I got some other things I can do that I can use. You see, the Bible tells us, look what it says in Mark chapter 10, verse 47. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. See, Bartimaeus couldn't see, but Bartimaeus could hear. See, sometimes we're so focused in what we don't have that we don't focus on what we still have. Sometimes we're so focused in what, in, in, in what, in what is lacking that we don't focus on what's still working. I want to help some people today. You see, you need to learn how to use what you have until you get what you want. Because the Bible says that Bart heard. Now, he's on the side of the road, and and all of a sudden he hears a commotion, and he heard that Jesus was passing. He, He heard. He can't see it, but he heard. See, see. I've noticed this, my brother's in the room, he's all the way in the back, and my brother, will, my brother has cerebral palsy, he can't walk, but man, if my brother gets a handshake out of you, he will rip your arm out of the socket. Here's what I've realized with people that are lacking in one thing and have something else. God will all the time, anytime you're missing something, he will empower what you still have left. And I just want to say that Bartimaeus couldn't see it, but Bartimaeus could hear it. And he heard every single particle of dust coming off of Jesus' sandals. He heard every particle and every wind that was moving through his dress and moving through his clothes. He heard the voice of Jesus coming from afar, and he said, I can't miss this moment. I can't miss this moment. Jesus is passing by. And if I miss this one, it may never happen. I need to cry out to him and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. 
He heard that Jesus was passing by. Can I tell you what Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says? It says that faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. I love how King James says it. He says, faith cometh. Can you declare that today? Faith cometh. Come on, you need to declare it with me. Faith cometh. You need to declare today that faith is coming into my life. Faith is coming into my family. Faith is coming into my finances. Faith is coming into my business because I hear him. He's coming into the room. He heard it. He heard it. See, it's, impo it's, it's, imp it's important that we understand that our faith rises when we hear the proclamation of the Word of God. When, when the Apostle Paul writes Romans 10, 17, he's saying that the proclamation of the Word is what raises faith. As we speak right now, faith is rising in this room. As we speak right now, faith is watching from where you're, where, where you're watching right now. Because God is a God that speaks. He's a God that speaks. He's a God that hears. He's a God that sees. He's a God that can be touched by our infirmities. He's a God full of all five senses and so much more. And he sees you even though you can't see. God doesn't need anything that you lost to heal you. No, no. Don't, don't remind him of what you don't have. He doesn't need it. Don't remind him of what you're lacking. He doesn't need to use it. He's going to use what you still have left. I know you lost the house, but he's not focused on your loss. He's focused on what you still have left. You have the family. I know, I know, I know you lost things, things, but you haven't lost yourself. And he's focused on what you still have left. He's not focused on the things that you no longer have. He's focused on what you still have. Can you hear him? Can you hear him? He's coming in the room. He's coming in the room. Number two, faith must be developed with opposition. Mm -hmm. You see, a faith that is not tested with opposition is theoretical. A faith that's not tested is religious. You only speak about it because you've heard others go through it. But there will come a time in your life, it may not be now, but it will come, where your faith will be tested. And it's in the testing of your faith where things come out to pure gold. I know we don't like to talk about opposition or fighting or, or going through things because we just live in a time where we, we, we don't like in any kind of physical interaction. But, but, but I believe, I believe with whole, my whole heart that Bartimaeus had to recognize that if he's going to take this moment, he's going to have to cry out to God. And the Bible says that when he cried out and said, Jesus, son of David, the people began to tell him to be quiet. They told him, that's not necessary, just be quiet. Stop disturbing him, he's walking by. Is that really necessary for you to shout so loud? Is that really necessary for you to be so exuberant? 
Is that really necessary? Well, here's the thing. Never judge somebody's praise because you don't know what it took them to get it. Never judge somebody's praise. You never know what it took them to get that out of their mouth. Sometimes we can be so judgmental of people's praise. Now, let me tell you something. People may have limitations, but they're going to use what they still have left. The Bible says that Bartimaeus heard, but and then Bartimaeus said, testing one, two, three, testing one, two, three, testing one, two, three. I can't see, but I could hear. And not only can I hear, I can, I can speak. So I'm going to use what I still have left. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. There's somebody saying, why is he so loud? Why does he have to yell? Well, I'll tell you what happened with Bartimaeus. He yelled so much that people told him to be quiet. And you know what the Bible says? Mark tells us that he began to shout even louder. I believe God wants to raise some defiant people. Now listen to what I'm saying. Please understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. I'm not talking about defying the law. I'm talking about def defying what people told you you need to be. Woo, I feel this. I'm talking about you need to learn how to defy the identity somebody gave you. You need to learn how to defy the situation that somebody told you you had. You need to learn how to defy the doctor's report that told you that you would never be able to do something. My question is this, whose report will you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. His report says I am free. His report says victory. And I'm going to believe that report before I believe any other report. You got to use what you still have left. You got to walk in the confidence of what God called you to be. You can't quiet down the cry of faith. You can't quiet down the cry of faith. If speaking it doesn't get his attention, Yell it. Now let me tell you something. This is not the first time Jesus is passing by. The Bible says in the book of Exodus that Moses wanted to see God's face. And God told Moses, hide yourself in the rock and I'm going to pass by. And I'm going to show you my backside. It's not the first time that Jesus is passing by. There was a woman with an issue of blood. She didn't have an appointment with Jesus. She didn't come to the 1030 service. Jesus was in the middle of a crowd, but she said, I'm going to push my way through if I could only touch the hem of his garment. He was passing by, and she said, this is my moment. This is my moment. My question is, what are you going to do when Jesus passes by? What are you going to do when he's passing by and his presence is in the room? Are you going to miss it because you're focused on the burgers for Memorial Day weekend? I got mine seasoned already, so. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, right? 
Are you going to focus on the problems that are outside of this room? Because the reality is this, you step into this and you've stepped into a utopia. You step into church and you've walked into a perfect place. But it's not what happens in here that makes the difference. It's what happens out there the other five or six days of the week. And what are you going to do when you get back out there with what God is holding you in here? God doesn't, God doesn't want you to just pass or, or just watch him passing by. He wants you to catch what he's about to do. He wants you to catch him. Mark chapter 10 verse 48 says that they said, be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. See, what I've realized is that when people are against you, God is still for you. In fact, Romans chapter 8 verse 31 says that if God be for us, who can be against us? It caught Jesus' attention so much because he was able to build up his faith through praise. And I want to I just take 10 to 15 seconds, who knows, maybe 60 seconds, just to say that what you do during this moment where we worship God is not just, it's just, not, it's not just participation. It's not participating and letting Josue know that you like his songs and the team to let, let them. When you begin to worship and you begin to praise, your faith is rising. See, what Bartimaeus said was, Jesus, son of David, have mercy of me. We don't even see it because it sounds like a conversation, but he was praising Jesus for being the son of God. He said, Jesus, son of David. To say that he was the son of David was to say that he's the son of a king. It's to say that he was the Messiah. He was one of a few that had the revelation to see that he was the son of God. What I love about it is that he was blind and he saw it. <laughs> That's what I really love about it. He was able to see that he was the son of God while people that had sight could not see it. See, can you sense his presence even right now? Can you sense what God is even trying to do? He, he doesn't want you to miss the moment. He doesn't want you to miss the opportunity that God set before you. He doesn't want for the comfort of your coats to stop you from walking into God's perfect will. Number three, faith is desperation, but it's not despair. See, there's a difference between being in despair and being desperate. When you are in despair, you have given up on everything God said. But when you are in desperation, that means you will do anything short of sin to see it come to pass. That was Bartimaeus. He, he was willing to, to be shouted down. He was willing for them to tell him that he was too loud. He was willing to go through the criticism in order to get Jesus' attention. See, we, we, when we can see that Bart could not afford to miss this opportunity, when we can see that when, when you are in desperation, you will do anything, anything to get his attention. Look at Mark chapter 10, verse 49 through 52 says, when Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. You see, you may not be able to see, but God sees you. You, you may be in a situation where you feel like everyone has passed you by, but your praise, if you don't let people stop you from praising, will get his attention and cause him to stop. See, Jesus was on his way. 
Jesus was on his way. But because somebody said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And they said it loud enough, he stopped. And he said, bring him to me. Here's what I really love about the story. The same people that told him to be quiet. <laughs> the same people that told him to quiet down in the service were the same people that now had to go and tell him, hey, cheer up, he's calling your name. <laughs> Can I tell you that the opposition prepares you for the position that God wants to put you in? It's all a setup. It's all a setup. If you don't go through it, you don't have the testimony that you need for others' faith to be rise up. You gotta learn how to stand and believe that God is still gonna use you. He said, My rabbi. The blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said, go forth. Your faith has made you whole. What I love about this whole story is that Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? Now, Jesus is omniscient. He knows all things. But sometimes God will ask you questions so that you can be completely open and honest to let him know, I want to see. He knows you can't see. Now, I'm not talking about your eyesight. Can, be, can we be vulnerable enough to go to Jesus and say, I want my heart to see you. I want, I want to see. Because Jesus said, what do, you, what, what do you want me to do for you? I want to see. I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. I, I want to see. I, I'm the son of Timaeus. I want to see. And the Bible says that Jesus said to him, go forth because your faith has healed you. And instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. Here's what I see in just these few passages. He came blind towards Jesus. That's desperation. See, see to say that he came blind, that means that even though he couldn't see, I'm blind. I'm blind. I can't see, but he's calling me. And he's telling me to go to him. Jordan, in this small skit right here, you're Jesus. Okay? This is, by the way, we didn't plan this, but it's going to work out real good. Because what I love about the story that Jesus says, tell him to come to me. He's blind. But God many times will call you even with your lack because it's your walk of faith that's going to take you to your miracle. Don't mind if I could just grab. He's calling me. He's calling me. He's calling me. I got to get through. He's, call he's calling me. I can't see. I can't see. I can't see. I can't see. But he's calling me. He's calling me. He's calling me. I need to get to him because he's calling me. He wants to speak to me. He wants to tell me something. Jesus, is it you? Jesus, is it you? What do you want me to do for you? I want to see. I want to see. And because he was able to get through the things and get through the people, his faith brought the healing into his life. My God.
Sometimes we're waiting for things. Sometimes we're waiting for a preacher. Sometimes we're waiting for all these different things to be the perfect antidote for what we need. And God is saying, your faith can heal you. Your faith can make you whole. He threw outside his coat. He threw aside his coat. There's people here that need to throw away their comforts. There's people here that need to throw away those things that you've been holding on to for too long. You've let trauma be your coat. You've let, the, you've let depression be your coat. You, you've let suicide be your coat. It's your coping mechanism when things don't work. You've let drugs be your coat. You've let pornography be your coat. You've allowed all these things to be your comfort when God says, you don't need that. I am your comforter. He's given us his Holy Spirit so that we can let go of earthly comforts so that we can have the heavenly comforter named the Holy Spirit within us. He had to learn to let it go. Somebody say, let it go. You see, once you let go of this coat called comfort, you can't go back to it. See, many people are going to come here right after the sermon. They're going to come here with their coat. And they're going to do this. They're going to come and they say, Jesus, I, I really need you, Jesus. I don't want to miss my moment, Jesus. I'll leave my coat, Jesus. Jesus, I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And the service ends and the worship team sings. And we're going to say, thank you, Jesus. What an amazing service, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Once you take it off, you're not going to be known as blind Bartimaeus. You're going to be known as the man that began to follow Jesus. That's called being a disciple. He went from being blind with no direction to now leaving his coat and following Jesus forward. My question to you is, are you gonna continue to be a spectator or are you gonna be a participator in the kingdom of God? You can't sit and watch people worship. You can't sit and watch people serve. There comes a moment where you as blind Bartimaeus need to get up and say, I can see now, I'm following Jesus. I can see now, other people need him as well. And I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna walk in his confidence because that's who he called me to be. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse eight says, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but we are not in despair. So my question to you is this, what would you do if he walked into the room? What would you do if Jesus walked into the room? He wants to give you the faith to see despite the situation you're going through. He wants to give you the faith to see that if you come up to this altar right after this message, that you can receive every single thing that you've lacked because God needs you to be a witness. God needs you to be someone that's walked with him and known him for who he is. And you need somebody to hear your testimony so that others can be saved. So will you leave your code of comfort to walk with Jesus today? Let's all stand to our feet. I feel God in this room. I feel him. 
I feel God in this room. And I wanna ask you this. Can I ask you this question? Can we take the next five to 10 minutes? I'm gonna ask you if you have to leave and go to work, please do so. But don't miss the moment where God can open up your eyes of faith to see the things that he's called you to be and the things that he wants you to grab with your own hands. He's gonna do it today. But you gotta believe in your heart that you can let things go in order to receive all of him. See, many times, if we're not careful, we'll try to hold on to the old and grab on to the new. And if you try to do that, you're gonna tear yourself apart. Let go and take him in. Lift your hands in this place. I believe there's people in this room that you may not be blind physically, but God wants to give you vision. Vision for your family. Vision for your business. Vision for your own life. To see the things that God's called you to be come to existence. I believe this, that blind Bartimaeus became a disciple of Jesus and did so much more for the kingdom of Jesus because of that one moment. I just can, I can only imagine what God's gonna do through you after today. So I pray for you. Father God, I thank you for those that are here in this room. I thank you for those that are watching right now or will watch in the future. And I declare and I decree over their lives that Lord, you are opening blind eyes and you're giving eyes of faith to hear you, eyes of faith to praise you, eyes of faith to walk towards you, eyes of faith to do the things they thought they could not do. But this is the moment, God, where you call the sinner into salvation. This is the moment, God, where you take the broken into restoration. This is the moment, God, where you take every piece and you mend it to make it one. We declare it right now in the name of Jesus. I'm gonna ask our prayer team to come to the front. And we're, gonna, we're about to open up this altar for people that don't wanna miss their moment because Jesus is in the room. Did you hear what I said? The Holy Spirit is in the room. The Spirit of Jesus is in the room. What will you do if he walks in the room right now? On the count of three, if you need prayer, if you want to see the purpose of God in your life, if you want to walk into the reality of everything he's called you to be, I want you to come and run to the altar. If you're here today and you need to know who Jesus is, you cannot afford to miss this moment. On the count of three, I want you to come to this stage and call out to Jesus, your savior. One, two, three, come on, come on. I see you coming. Come on. Come on. I see you. Come on, church, help me. Help me praise God for every single person coming. This is your moment. This is your moment. Don't miss your moment. Don't miss your moment. This is your moment. Now, as the worship team sings, can you just break out 15 minutes to soak in his presence. Maybe you've received your eyesight and you've been walking with him. Can you celebrate that with us today and celebrate the walk of God in your life? Worship team, lead us.
Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed by the ministry of Calvary Orlando. We invite you to join us in person at Calvary Orlando for one of our Sunday morning worship experiences each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. To find out more about Calvary, please visit our website at calvaryorlando.org. Here you can find our latest events and ministry opportunities. Thanks for listening and God bless.